0: Time is the first and most critical constraint in life's game. Part 1 of the Gamify Life series, where we define time, find out how much you got, and how much you should view it, and how you should view it. Essentially, life is a gigantic game, and not to draw from too many areas, but this approach seems to be a very promising candidate for making your life better, without you draining yourself to the ground. Because the inherent nature of the gamification approach is to make it fun, keeping you hooked, so you actually want to continue. Because you want to get better. Because you want to reach the next level. And you don't have to defend this approach, since reaching the next level is indeed the pure nature of a game. Gamification combines so many different aspects of various results of -of state-of-the-art science that it is almost impossible to include them all here. The one solution to rule them all may be... Gamification is the ultimate solution. The basic problem of life is this. We, as the living creature that experiences the present, is the only thing that will ever exist. And we never and we ever will experience. But at the same time, this doesn't mean that this moment, meaning this moment right now, is the only one to ever exist. Therefore, we have the problem of understanding consequences. Which could also be synonymous with understanding time. With time being the array of infinitely small units of time. Essentially, the moment itself is something that doesn't exist. Because the moment itself is something infinitely small. And therefore, cannot be batched together into a period of time. It's basic mathematics. But that's not that important. What we want to focus on is connecting moments. For us, a moment is not something infinitely small, but we just take the general understanding of a moment as the thing we can experience, meaning present time, and something we at least think we understand, since experiencing it is basically the only thing we ever did for our whole life. Therefore, shouldn't we be good at it? Well, maybe. Maybe also not. The problem is this. If there is one moment, and given we don't die and make it to the next, which of course is a simplification because moments are infinitely small and therefore reaching the next already moves from infinitely small to not infinitely small, we encounter the problem of connecting them. This also means there are infinite versions of you, and your job is basically to satisfy them all. Simplifying moments in time, let's just box moments in time into something, like a unit of measurement, let's call it eight second. And this from now on is our moment and also our smallest unit of time. There exists one version of you for every second you live, for as long as you live. That cuts out on all the infinite version and basically averages them together into one single you, since we just pull all those versions existing in our moment the second into one. Life expectancy is either 50 or 100. Otherwise it's too complicated, and if you want to make something easy to understand, you need to simplify the numbers, because otherwise we as humans will have problems when doing simple calculations. The problem with basic life expectancy is this. It only is an average, meaning you are totally average you probably get an average number of years. Problem is, you can only measure life expectancy once a person, well, died. This means the life expectancy measurement nowadays is the life expectancy of the subset of people, the people among us, that just died. Which doesn't mean they are the ones who made it till a very high age, but it just means they died. Life expectancy right now seventy five which is therefore kind of wrong. This is of course only in very developed nations and regions in less developed ones, it's lower, for example, Central Africans only get fifty three years on average because the life expectancy of the living population is simply not equal to the life expectancy of the just died, and there the one of the not living anymore camp of the just died and the one of the not living anymore camp meaning if you are living chances are you are living longer this is caused by an overall improvement in basically every aspect of our lives today as time goes on assuming we as a human race improve our lives at a certain speed which we do then it is only a matter of time until these improvements accumulate into a higher life expectancy. For example, why does seemingly everyone nowadays die from stroke, diabetes and cancer? Because we already eradicated all the causes of death that prevented people in the past from getting to the point where they could have died from these diseases. Of course, with diabetes it's different, since it seems to be caused mainly by the lifestyle in terms of activity and nutrition that the advancements in recent time brought along. But still, life expectancy simply is one key measurement to assess one human's health. If humans, on average, live longer, chances are average health is increasing. But a mother dying from childbirth a few hundred years ago probably didn't die of cancer at age 7. And the fact she maybe could have developed diabetes at some point later in her life also didn't really matter to her. The same applies to all the children that simply didn't make it to adulthood. A significant part of human living for almost all of our existence. Life expectancy paradoxes. There are several. We already encountered the first one, being we don't really know the life expectancy of the current population, but only of the population that just died. The second one, the younger you are, the more life is added to your life expectancy. Broken down, it's something like this. For every 10 years you live, your life expectancy increases by 1-3 to years. This is due to advancements in health, nutrition and so on, but then there is the... Statistical paradox, which is this. The longer you live, the longer you live. Which is kind of weird, so let me explain. Life expectancy is measuring the average. If you don't, if you didn't die when born, you basically made it and encountered a potential risk, but didn't die from it, which doesn't mean you Therefore, live longer, but more like you don't belong to the ones that died. A human dying at age 1 reduces the overall life expectancy. But if you are in the subset of the population past age 1, your average life expectancy, therefore, of your subset... Again, but if you are in the subset of the population past age 1, your average life expectancy of your subset, the subset being living humans therefore is higher, because all the humans that already died don't bring down the average life expectancy anymore. Basically, the longer you live, the, the smaller is your subset. Of course, there is also the evolutionary argument that could be made. The ones that survive are the ones best fitted to survive. Probably a big correlation right there, which of course doesn't necessarily mean causation, which on the one hand could mean you potentially are indeed better fitted to survive, but at the same time it also necessarily doesn't. Since something not being influenced by a human's ability to survive could have killed others in the past. Therefore, it could just mean you are lucky. And therefore, because you are not necessarily still living at a certain age, you... (laughs) Again. Therefore, it could just mean you're lucky. And therefore, because you are not necessarily still living at a certain age... This could, okay. This sentence is complicated. Age could just be due to statistics and not due to you. Okay, this could just mean. Therefore, it could just mean you are lucky, and therefore, if because you, you are not necessarily living at a certain age due to due to statistics and not due to you. This is essentially what I wanted to say. Therefore, it could just mean you are lucky. And therefore, it could mean that you are not necessarily are still living at a certain age. And it could be due to statistics and not due to you. Which also means you could potentially encounter something deathly any moment. Deadly any moment. And not being able to cope with that due to you not bringing anything more to the table than somebody killed... At an earlier of at an earlier age, then somebody killed off at an earlier age. But the one thing that you should get out of this is this: the older you are, the more likely it is you will live even longer. So, someone that lives till one hundred probably didn't die of cancer in his fifties, since the one hundred year old is one hundred nevertheless. He simply cannot die of cancer in his fifties anymore. Therefore, he belongs to a very small subset and is likely to live even longer since everybody, since every day people as lucky die and therefore the average of the still remaining population increases. So finally, if we now want to get the value of life expectancy we want to use for our big gamification experiment, we take 50. Because 75 is just the average, in the past years worldwide, average ranged around 70, 71, 72, with women of course outliving men a few years. We could just use the average. We could also use 100 years, but even accumulating all previous effects, only the subset of the just-born amongst us probably are moving into their lives with a value of life expectancy somehow close to that. But then the swan comes along. There is something called a black swan went, Basically, something nobody can expect and therefore not represented in the statistics already. Consider this. The life expectancy of dinos was probably pretty neat until it wasn't. Because it was non-existent anymore. The same can happen to you, with you. Let's say there is a global outbreak of a virus. Something like, what could it be? Maybe something we all can relate to. Maybe something beginning with co and ending with wit. Which maybe kills you completely unexpectedly. Or you get hit by something or someone can happen. I don't say it's very likely something unlikely happens to you, which by the way isn't the black swan thing, because we know the statistics of unlikely things like getting hit by lightning, but still both can happen to you, and chances are even unlikely things must happen to someone, because otherwise statistics would be wrong. So even averaging something should give you some security and predictability about the things that could and will happen. There is always the possibility that you are the outlier. So, the average isn't a really good measurement. If you want to be sure, what you actually want is to add a security margin. Therefore, you increase the likelihood of you actually being able to experience those years. And the number that is the easiest and probably fulfills our criteria the best is The nifty fifty. I know, that's pretty low. But tell that to someone living and being born... Tell that someone living and being born in a region like Central Africa. It simply wouldn't make sense to give everybody a secure life of 70 years, but to just exclude some people from there. Now, that, that wouldn't be fair. Which, well is not fair. But still there. Back to designing our neat little game. We want to include the most amount of people, but also make it simple. Now what would be better in terms of psychological impact, knowing you get 50 for sure? Of course not, but with a bigger likelihood. And actually knowing might live longer, or assuming 75, 80, 100. But knowing there is the chance you might not make it. Small hint. 95% 95% aren't able to solve this. Quote by the internet. The answer is, secure is better. People prefer security, and it's actually not dumb to take the bird in your hand and not tomb the bush. Therefore, the saying, it's smart. Because it's counting in a factor, we usually leave out in these, look, we found out people act irrationally. Books, blogs, and stuff like that. Called Behavioral Economics. The thing is this risk. Risk is not likelihood, also goes by chance. You might already have realized this, but the thing is this. It is risky to come for the two in the bush. Or in the bush. Because it requires further action. It's essentially a bet, at least compared to just accepting the thing you already have. It means trusting the source of information, it means not trusting everything and everyone promising to double your fortune. Ever got a neat email promising you to double your income, number of wives, maybe number of lives? And it's the same with life expectancy. Lower the amount of years you think you can probably live, or safely. It sounds probably horrifying at first, but it's essentially just management of expectation. Assume you die at 50. And everything else is on top. A bonus. It's like buying a house and actually getting two. The second one for free. Of course, it doesn't happen very often with houses. More with blouses. But essentially, you of course pay for both. It's just framing you, in order to make you think you get one for free, because chances are you only need one house or a blouse, for some people also a spouse. But the thing is, as with a second house, it's not free. You simply pay for it, by getting the first one. With spouses, adding another one may indeed turn out more costly than initially thought. Not a point, but rather, we now found the amount of time you get for the ultimate game, life. And this is the first constraint we add. Many would argue time is indeed one of the most important constraints, because it's a knockout constraint. Let's assume I give you everything you ever dreamed of. Also assume I am the devil. Also assume I am the devil. Stating, I give you everything you ever dreamed of. Assume I am the devil. Since being the devil means probably the offer is indeed very devilish. The thing I ask for is this: your time, all of it. Which now, probably, <laughs> which now knocks out everything else. Since you cannot live, and also simply not being given anything you ever dreamt of. Since you only live for zero, ever coked zero, sorry, coped with zero time. Well, the fun thing is you don't have to. End of story. But the other end of the spectrum doesn't seem to be much fun either. Infinite time. Because if you have an infinite amount, everything becomes pointless. Not that it really becomes pointless. It's just that we somehow just are not made to cope with large chunks of time, with infinite being a very large, you could argue, on almost infinite amount of time. Therefore, maybe you shouldn't view the 50 years you got as very limiting, but rather freeing you from responsibility, from perfectionism, because chances are, if you don't start now, you will lose the most invaluable thing you were ever given. Time. To end this first part of the Game Live series we took a look at the most critical constraint, found out how to view it, how much we have of it and how it should affect our decisions in the real world. Which most likely is indeed not the real world but actually a simulated one. But that's stuff for another time.